Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Here's Saltalamakia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Bradford. All right, congratulations. Hey, thanks. <laughs> All right. We're here to build out. Hey, listen, I mean, so the last time I talked to you, I don't know if you had pitched for the Rays yet. If you had, it had been like one time or yeah. something like that. But it's it's one of these things where, you know, we I thought it was fascinating and really interesting. And then talking to Kyle about sort of like the process. And now we sit here months later. Like, what's it been like for you? I mean, it's great. Um, everyone likes each other. We're having fun. We're winning, which makes it more fun. Um, pitching aspect, they got easy philosophies. I feel like everyone always says it like, hey, get two strikes as fast as you can. Um, but they harp on it where it becomes like embedded in your head and that's what you're shooting for. Uh, you can get really, really easy, like early contact, which is that's what we want, and our defense is really good. So if they put it in play, good things will happen. Which is what you know we, we talked about. You said before this is what, and I remember you saying this. I've cited this before to other people about you saying like, you hear that you know get the strike one, but when you hear it from here, it hits a little bit different. Yeah, I feel like it because they are so like pitch oriented, where they have like a like a reputation around the league of being able to develop pitchers so if they say it i'm not saying like it holds more like weight to it but i mean you listen it holds more weight to it it. (laughs) and so it's not like you're you're consciously saying i am going to go there and this is going to hold more weight but then like as you're doing it and i would imagine it's like anything results are results right you get like I probably haven't thrown this many changeups ever in my career, but like I feel comfortable throwing it whenever I want. Like, and you get weak contact on a certain pitch a couple times, like in the zone, and you swing. You see hitters like 
mishit it and they get themselves out, like that breeds confidence in So why them. didn't you, why? No idea. Really? Mm -hmm. I mean, you, so you just didn't, I mean, did you say, guy, well, I would throw the change up once in a while yeah. and it'd be okay, but then it might get hit, so I would go away from it. I'm not putting words in your mouth, but. No, yeah, but like, yeah. that's probably basically it. But now, like, there's been at bats where I've thrown four in a row. Mm -hmm. There's been at bats where I throw it three, two, mm -hmm. like, yeah. So when did you realize, like I said, I, when I talked to you, it was pretty early on in the process. And then you get rolling with it. And then you're like, oh my goodness, like, I feel, I don't want to, because this is your, this is your thing, right? This is, I don't, I don't want to give credit to you, but like, you must also feel fortunate, like the, the, the path that led you to this point, right? Yes. I mean, I'm very fortunate that Tampa called. Um, and they were my number one choice because, like, they're pitching aura around this organization. So when they called the first couple days with Snide, he was like, hey, buy in for one month. Right? Like, whatever we're telling you, just try to buy in for one month. And after, like, two weeks, I was like... Really? Yeah. Like, first outing or two, it might have sucked, but then after that, like, you saw... You're gonna throw a scoreless inning in eight pitches. You're gonna, you're gonna, like, you're gonna be available more because you're getting early contact. Mm -hmm. Which, yeah, you, you might give up second or third pitch hits. For the most part, you're not gonna give a, a first pitch hit. It's like five percent of the time. Um, but once you like fully buy in, then they said so. Give it a month to like for it to take root, basically. Yeah, like yeah. where you fully buy in and you feel comfortable, like okay, doing well. Not what we're saying, but like what we're like. So, <laughs> there he is. I know. <laughs> the, uh, that was a very awkward me high five. Uh, <laughs> um, so now that you've been here a few months, you must see other guys come in. And I don't know if you talk to them. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Hey, hey, listen. Mm -hmm. Hey, listen to what they're saying. I don't know if you have examples of that or. Yeah, I mean, like, like. Lit got over here just at the basically the same point. Um, there's been a couple others, but like, if, if you honestly just like somewhat buy in, I think it's not changing like how you're pitching. It's more or less like just attacking hitters like over and over and over, and just kind of the aura and it coming from this organization. I feel like it doesn't like help you like tweak but like mentally it like mm. if they picked you up that means they like something about you like, mm -hmm. which they think they can bring out the best in that certain aspect of whatever you're doing so I find this because since I talked to you I talked to Snides about this and and I we had Brazier on and I don't know if you followed what you, know, you probably I don't know if you still talk like that to me is like I mean everyone there's different stories for everybody yeah. but the same sort of thing in the sense you learn that cutter right he, like they said go to Arizona you know, he'll downplay a little bit but say yeah. go to Arizona for 10 days learn a cutter that you never pitched through before and and there you go but to your point the common thread is that that organization believed, saw something and, and believed in you, right? Yeah. I mean, that you probably see that around in certain organizations. 100%. Like, Brazier throws extremely hard. He has really good breaking ball. They might have seen, like, his arm path, and they were like, oh, well, you think 
him throwing 96, 97, like that he can throw a 91 mile an hour cutter mm-hmm. from like his arm path or like mm-hmm. that's with all technology and like biomechanic stuff, like they can break down and say you throw a curveball but your arm slot is more or less like you could throw a harder slider that is just as like accepted in the zone. Like they can figure that stuff out like that now. Did they do so that you talk about the changeup, is that something they said because that's another thing the Dodgers do, right? They say, We see this throw this, don't throw that. Did they do that with the changeup, or was that sort of an evolving thing for you? Uh, kind of like evolving. Yeah. Um, I threw it, and it's, it's like a big enough contrast to my fastball where like, it just keeps hitters like where I'm not just two pitches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was two pitches for like a decade. I think that's getting old. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, easier said than done, though. You know, you know, like it's, it's like, you know, good for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just add like another wrinkle where hitters can't like only sit on one pitch or the other. Right, right. So you're having fun. Yes, very. That's good. <laughs> Spoiler alert: winning's fun. Winning's fun. All right. Speaking of having fun, I asked you if you were into fantasy football. Yes. I feel like because I just because you were playing football, you're a season ticket holder. To the only active major league would be the season ticket holder, the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Assuming you did, you keep them? Yes, I did. All right. Well, okay. Uh, so, I did. Okay. Sorry. That's, uh, that's, don't worry. It'll, 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 we are fine. Matt Rule. I'm drinking the Rule Aid, <laughs> and I'm all in. I don't care if we go four and whatever. Although I, the only game I want to win is next week in Colorado. Colorado. Mm-hmm. That's so. To, in case people don't know, you're a big Nebraska guy. Yes. You you literally have season tickets to Nebraska football. You weathered through the Scott Frost. I remember. I mean, the first time I met you, like mm-hmm. I think we were trying to tie ourselves in a knot, saying Scott Frost was going to work. Uh, anyway, so but but the Nebraska Colorado thing. And I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, this interests me. <laughs> it's just like back in the day, it used to be the biggest game that we had all year. Um, now we have like the day after Thanksgiving, we have Iowa, but it doesn't feel the same. Um, so yeah, like this brings back like my childhood where we go to Colorado or Colorado comes to us. And last week, Colorado looked really good. Yeah. I, I, so I don't know what the 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 equivalent of the rule aid is with uh, with Dion. I don't know what that is, uh, but I, I would imagine that ninety nine percent of the people there are drinking whatever it is. Yes, I I mean I think Colorado is gonna be perfectly fine. Okay, so let me ask you this: as an athlete, and do you coach your kids or do, do, do? they're not old enough? Okay, but we all like. You've had a bunch of managers, a bunch of coaches, and I, like I f- find it interesting. Like I like, oh, that was an awesome pregame speech, or the approach of this. Mm-hmm. I can give my opinion as a high school basketball coach, mm-hmm. but you you have a, a another look at like when you see like Dion's thing, and again, maybe it's awesome. I don't know. What's your perspective of it? Uh, I think it's a little bit different in football. Like baseball, there's no way you could do that every game. Yeah. Like we play too much. It would just get like super like rehearsed and like it wouldn't have the same like aura about it. Um, football, I like I love that he does that. It's like the same thing as like 
after pregame warmups in the NFL, like you'll see a linebacker or a yeah. wide receiver or somebody like sit in the middle and scream and like pump everyone up. Like Dion just did that. They're only gonna get it what thirteen times? Yeah, I don't yeah. So like it's a little bit different. I think it works great in football. Um, Especially college football. Yeah, and like every time he talks to the team, all he is doing is like being super uplifting and positive and like instilling that they're Mm. extremely talented and that they shouldn't be scared to go play other teams. So give me the baseball, give me your best baseball Rudy on a stool speech. Oh God. I don't even know if I could come up with one. The only one that comes to mind is remember uh, San Francisco in the World Series? Yeah. When Hunter Pence like lost his mind in the dugout? Yeah. Like that. Yeah, yeah. Like it has to be like super spontaneous. Right. But yeah, I mean, we have David Ortiz, and this goes back to 13 mm-hmm. in the World Series. But then you find out, like, oh, you know, he said, just go get him, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. But I think it's the intent. Like, so again, it's it's very dangerous in the baseball world to do that. Like mm-hmm. I said, like, it's like goes with team meetings. Yeah. Right? I feel like in a, in a baseball dugout, the only time that, like, really happens, say, like, where you're, like, teetering on, like, a cross rope, like, it could either go downhill very quickly or like you're right on the cusp of like getting in the back of the game or like it's a tie game in the eighth and like you just need to spark the team really quick you see managers do it like sporadically they'll do it like at the perfect time and get ejected Mm-hmm. And then they just ride that momentum like into the end of the game. Right, and you've seen that where managers yeah. like, I'm going to give a game run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, another one jumps to mind was in the World Series 2018, where <laughs> I don't know if it's this, but Chris Sale walking through the dugout saying about Rich Hill, he's got two pitches, two pitches. Which I've asked both guys about. <laughs> to, and, and the funny thing is, you look at everybody, everyone's like sort of just like. <laughs> but it's, it's just different. I'm just, I was just curious because I know you're a football guy and a baseball guy. So, so speaking of which, all right, let's get down to brass tacks. Fantasy football in baseball has taken a, a step up in terms of visibility, in terms of creativity, I think. I mean, obviously, we had the trout. Fam, like that stuff happen. Um, how many leagues are you in? First of all, just one, just here, just here. Okay, so I just asked Trevor Story how he picked the order. They picked the order. Theirs was darts. What did you already? Was uh, bingo like? Uh, like? Oh, the bingo, uh, like yeah, yeah like the roller. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was the, that was it. Yeah. Okay. Was now, it. do you? Uh, I had the number one pick, and that sucked. Oh, you have the number one. I did. Oh, you oh you did. We already did the draft. Oh, it's because it snaked. Yeah, it sucked. Who do you, who do you pick? Jefferson. But then I didn't pick for like 35 more minutes. It sucked. <laughs> it was so bad. Have you ever won the league? I have. Where? Yeah. When? In Texas. Oh, you did. Okay. Yep. Was uh, so what? Oh, I, I got a good amount of money. I was. I'm not gonna ask it. That's. that's that's gauche. I, I would never do that. But I will ask you this: Have you been in the league with? Do you have the punishment for the for last place? Uh, no. I like. That's the thing I would really want to do to see how serious guys would take it, because it sucks. Like sometimes you'll have a 12-team league. All of a sudden, there'll be three teams like somewhat out of it in the yeah. past in the last like three or four weeks and they don't even try they don't fill out a roster yeah, that's why so you like, do it you're like what are you doing yeah that's why you should do it 
I like getting like like a little tattoo or like ah that's good something like yeah we had so we were in a league with some of the old Papelbon and and uh, and Gomes and and Salter. Papelbon wanted to chain the lo- the loser had to chain himself to a shopping cart thing in the middle of the parking lot for 24 hours. Which I seems love like, that. Yo, do you? Yes. So <laughs> I love Papelbon. So I thoroughly love that idea. <laughs> uh, you are formally invited into our league because uh, he uh, he is he is chomping at the bit. But he um, we settled on the license plate cover. The loser had to do the license plate cover of the choice of the winner for an entire year. So, in other words, if oh, yeah. you would have to do like Colorado, yeah. Bit. Oh. yeah, it'd be like Go Buffs on the back of my truck. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. That would suck. Yeah. See, but that would make you actually try through the whole yeah. year. Yeah. So, yeah. Or but, like illegal trading, like just random. But like, you don't do that here. No. No. Yeah, we'll call people out. Yeah. We used. It goes back to the the all end all of baseball fantasy. When that all that stuff went down, were you surprised it got that intense? Because I like, it's it's high stakes. I get that, you know. Yeah, like, it's pretty high stakes. Like, especially if you win. Especially if it's like a good amount of money. Yeah. Oh no, I, mean, I, I get it. <laughs> so so you can understand that. Yeah. Like if there's like insider trading, and some team whips out like their best quarterback and wide receiver for three like ant players yeah. at the end of the year you're like what is going on <laughs> so, uh, so my guess is that you came away from your draft feeling good because there's no there's no nobody ever comes away from their draft not feeling good no I feel like all 12 of the guys that have a team yeah. in there they all feel yeah, pretty they all feel good until week one when yeah. one team scores 93 and you're like man that team sucks it's it's a chance to feel good at least for one day a year yeah um, alright and it makes September not so like um, because you're coming out of August. That's the biggest thing about like football season back. August, you kind of feel sluggish at the end of it. It's the dog days of summer, and then September football comes, and you just ride that. You guys were literally there. just out here, like you weren't just like throwing a football. You were, we were running plays. We were running plays. I, I liked the little rub route you ran. Like yeah, it, it was it was mm-hmm. it, it, I, I, it looked like the one that uh, KK was the receiver, and I just crushed him off the line. <laughs> yeah. It kind of looked like what Seattle tried to run with Malcolm Butler in their side of the ball. Ooh. <laughs> um, all right, couple quick last things. What's the weirdest thing you've ever signed? And I ask this because I've been getting a lot of weird answers for it. Mm. Like I hate signing like cell phone covers. Yeah, a lot. That seems to be a thing. Now. I I don't like that. So we've got a toaster, uh, sock. I mean, this is in the last couple weeks. Toaster, sock, welding helmet, prosthetic leg, like a cast. Yeah. But that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because a little kid feels yeah, yeah, like crap yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah. That's, that's all right. Yeah, cell phone cover. A toaster's weird. I know. Well, that was actually from a pros- uh, San Diego Projects prospect, Jackson Merrill, which these are minor leaguers. Like, mm-hmm. And this is how it came about where I'm like, what's the weirdest thing about being like in the limelight? They're like, we sign weird stuff. Anyway, last thing, and this has to do with our, our good friend, Joe. All right. I asked Graveman this, okay, just the other day. So I went out to dinner with Joe, and we had a fake paying situation, which is he obviously was going to pay the bill. It was a bunch of people. 
And so my broadcast partner, Will Fleming, did the, Joe, no, no. But, like, you know, you know, you know. Yeah. So I asked Raymond about this, and he said, like, his strategy is that he always goes and gives a card ahead of time. What's your, what's your take on fake paying? Uh, there's, there's a couple ways you can go about it. I feel like, one, like, when you first order your food, or like appetizer, whatever, or like entree when it comes around and talks to you, tell him you okay. have without it. letting anyone else know. Yes. Okay. Um, or did KG say the bathroom and then you meet him like fake go to the bathroom and go <laughs> yeah, yes, yes or do that yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like credit card roulette is so fun, <laughs> but do it like where you already pay for it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's a. a couple different ways but either like when we order our main course or whatever just either hand him your card or tell him like hey bring the check to me because um, you can get a lot of guys with alligator arms at the end of the night yeah well shouldn't just go we all know what people make right yeah well, that's what Joe said. I know mm -hmm. if you're richer than me. And yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. it, it was it was it was great because Joe did a great imitation of Jemai Webster uh, at the end of the table, saying he had planned the whole thing. Like what? 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 Dessert? Huh? What? <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Anyway, we solved a lot of problems today. Right. Thanks. Good. <laughs>